Hello and welcome to Football Bloody Al. We are now on episode 13, flying through it, mate. Yeah, we are. Absolutely aren't. flying through. I think we'd be doing Can it. Can you believe week. it? 13, so that's 13 weeks. So it's over three months we've been doing this. Still learning. Yeah. We'll we figure are. out what we are. We'll figure out what we are and what we're doing shortly, some yeah. point. Is it even a podcast or is it a ramble? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it's, well, the Football Ramble, which is a great podcast already, has yeah, recorded the market on that, so. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, the Football Bloody Ed, Bl- blah, see, I can't even say bloody the name Ed. anymore. Football Bloody Ed, web kites <laughs> and Bloody Eds, unbelievable. Football Bloody uh, How are you? You yeah, got a nice new haircut there, mate? I have, yeah. Nice trim. Look at that. Lacking yeah. quite a lot of hair. There's more hair on my chin than on my head. <laughs> <laughs> His head's upside down. Yeah. Switch me upside Take down. A... And, yeah, I'll look normal. <laughs> there you go. You get up to much this weekend. Can I tell you about my weekend? Yeah, I'll, I'll briefly touch on mine. I had two barbecues because the weather's been lovely. Two barbecues this <laughs> two. weekend. Two? Yeah. Treated. Um, played football Saturday. One three one. Oi oi. That's what I'll say. Didn't score. On the score sheet? No. Any no. assists? No. So a Mason Mount performance. No, I wasn't I wasn't like I was actually there. <laughs> Were Control, you though? Controlled the game. I'm gonna say that's a Mason Mount performance from you. Shock I'm, de- I'm a defensive midfielder, Gary, like you you have to um <laughs> If I do go forwards, it's usually because someone else is doing something. But yeah, <laughs> the pivot, yeah, the anchor more than the pivot. Yeah, a, a massive anchor. That's why. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you do on Sunday? Was that the second of the two barbecues? Barbecue. Yeah, nice. we went shopping Sunday and then barbecue in the afternoon. Barbecue Friday night. Yeah, it was nice. A lovely one Good for you, man. Because the weather was lovely. But yeah, let's hear about your weekend because I know yours was more eventful, disappointing, all sorts of jazz was going on, wasn't it? It was, mate. But the the universe works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? Or that's what it you does. say to make things feel a bit better about stuff. So Blink was cancelled. Apps found out on the Friday. Um, so there was no Admiral. I didn't even get to see the new Admiral. Didn't get to see Blink. But it, mm-hmm. it was a family emergency on uh, on the drummer's part, Travis, and seeing like his wife's due. Uh, no, she's not due, sorry, but she's pregnant. And I think there was some uh, some family matters that they needed to attend to. But thankfully, I seen over the weekend that um, he's home and it seems okay. They haven't announced anything yet, but it was just nice to know that... Um, I think that together, so that that that's good. And then the 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 universe working in mysterious ways was the fact I saved a kitten with my brother over uh, on Saturday. So instead of being at the okay. on the train to Glasgow, yeah, yeah. Instead of being on the train to Glasgow on Saturday, um, I was hunting a kitten down from. I mean, it's it's, it's really it's a really like grim hunting to think about because. It, yeah, because I mean, cause basically what happened was my brother saw a post on Facebook of all places and he said that somebody had seen a, kit, a cat or a kitten thrown out of a car. 
Oh, and somebody put it on straight away and then we went looking for it and there was a few other people there and managed to find it and get in a cat basket and get it taken care of. But um over the weekend it's been um it's been like washed and looked after and apparently it's 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 fine so hopefully i'll get to see it again because i've asked if i can keep it keep the little girl little ginger oh, kid nice but we'll see we'll see but that's why blink was cancelled really because the universe wanted me and my brother to go kitten saving yeah that kitten was... and then sunday <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's destined to be saved by us <laughs> but um sunday was less eventful just daughter getting all the stuff sorted ready for school today was we oh, yeah. uh, well i said well ready for monday mm, back to school yeah so so yeah mate that fun that weekend no barbecues event. yeah no barbecues <laughs> but you saved a kitten but you didn't see blink i did hear see that they are um rescheduling their uk tour aren't they uk leg apparently so yeah. I, I I've been I was too messed up to too heartbroken to to take a look, but uh, well, yeah, I expect them to. Tell me, didn't you like at eight o'clock Saturday morning? So like, <laughs> <laughs> I just hope I just I just hope it's rescheduled for the weekend, really, because it's, oh, it's during yeah, the week or on Friday. It's... You're doing a midweek one, do you? Mm. Imagine it was on a Wednesday. <laughs> By the way, any anyone anyone watching this podcast, uh, this is my daughter's. Um, I know it's not actually, but Baby Yoda, water bottle that I'm sporting. To be fair, you, you think of that? mine looking at my background, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> what's its actual, what's, it's not Baby Yoda, is it? It's referred to as somewhere else. Grogu. Grogu, that's it. Wonder where, where, where did Baby Yoda come from then? Because I haven't watched because any it, of it. I think um, it didn't have a name for like the first season. So, and it looks like uh... Yoda. And it's a baby. Oh. Well, so where does it fit? Like 50 years old, but yeah, it's, it's a baby. <laughs> so where does it fit into the story then? And like the Star Wars timeline? Uh, between episodes six and seven. So, so Return of the Jedi and the new one. Newish one. Oh, really? Mm, between that period. So that's in, it's in, really? So there's another Yoda-looking thing? Yeah. I, th- I thought this was going to be early doors. Oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, so that, that that that's the weekend done in, what, a minute? Sad, yeah, isn't it, when you yeah. talk about your whole life and it just disappears in yes. a matter of second. <laughs> One minute of life. <laughs> Mind you, I must say, last week's episode went down a storm talking about uh, car boots. Maybe we need to do, like, a... People can't get enough of the car boot story, like. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's... I think I saw on Twitter, I, I added, I can't remember. I was on Twitter for some reason the other day, and I don't usually go on it. I think someone asked me if I've got any glasses. You got any glasses for sale? <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Unfortunately, uh, no. That's the question. No, they've all been sold. Wasn't a lesson. The filthier they uh, were, wasn't the a... they went. That's that's how it worked. Wasn't Rannick anyone wants one of those? Do you know those like little dishes that you get things in? Oh yeah. Yeah, got some terracotta ones of those. 
Oh, so is, 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 is the vintage community not is the vintage community not uh, put any no. bids in? No. Speaking of which, I have put a bid in four packs. They're, they're actually quite clean. <laughs> oh well, scuff them why. up. Yeah, that's probably why they ain't sold. I'm I'm like a bit of a tra- I don't mean to be, but I think I'm a bit of a troll on vintage because I just I, I always like to offer the the lowest. <laughs> I, I can't help yourself. And then just when I feel like it, I'll go say it's up for like 15 quid. I'll go eight. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, no. <laughs> I'll be like, ten. <laughs> but the thing I don't get is, the, the thing I don't get is, is when people put like, so it's brand new, right? So you can buy brand new stuff on there yeah. with the labels and all that stuff on. They put it on for the same price as what you can buy it on the direct the website. And- and but the thing is though it's cheaper to buy a brand new one because people are like charging the same amount as what it would be but it's free postage on the direct site so it's like why am I going to buy your second hand top for more money than I can I don't, yeah. people are daft Leanne had a funny story about this um, so she was bring looking, her in she was looking on bin I'll explain it I think she's busy <laughs> um, she was looking at something on vintage that she wanted to buy. And mm-hmm. it was it was second hand, and it was like twenty four pound or something like that. Yeah, down from forty, so it was like reduced. And you thought that's mm-hmm. reasonable. That's reasonable. She checked on the actual company's website, and they were doing it as a discounted price of twenty one. <laughs> so you could get it brand new for twenty one quid, or used on vintage for twenty four. There you go. But then someone yeah, actually well, bought it as well for twenty four. They obviously didn't look at the actual website. Yeah, I, I don't know. More often it, than not. Yeah, for sure. But um, should we should we get into football? Yeah, this is we are football, football podcast. Stuff, yeah, I mean it's been at least ten minutes of talking shite. So yeah, let's we'll talk about some more shite that's maybe football related. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean. I was going to talk about like because I last week we were talking because we were on the eve of the transfer deadline day, and then it's passed now at the time of recording this, thankfully. But I've seen stuff like I mean, it doesn't really impact the teams that I'm really bothered about. But like, I don't, I just don't get the idea of transfers being allowed to happen outgoing. Based off of other markets being open, it should yeah, be. So, I think that's, so re- I think that's a, bit, a bit cheeky, isn't it? Like because you have to think like if you buy a player, I think we're probably sort of hinting at like the Salah thing, aren't we? Like you think like yeah, um, if they if he goes to Saudi Arabia now, Liverpool can't replace him because the English transfer window mm-hmm. is already closed. And like I think if you had any courtesy as a football team, because they're not competing against each other, Liverpool and Audi had or whatever they are. They're mm-hmm. not competing against each other directly. They're not in any direct competition, in any competitions together. So you would have thought, courtesy, you would say, yeah, let's try and get it done on their deadline day so they have time to replace him. You would have thought so. Mm-hmm. I get it if you're rivals, but then if your rivals competing with one another, you're going to have the same transfer deadline, aren't you? Yeah. But yeah, I, just, I, I think it's, it's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit much, isn't it? But then over your team as well. Like, if you left after, so they can't replace you. Like, would you do that and fuck mm-hmm. over your team? 
that you played for for X number of years? Like, I don't know if you would. I don't. I, there's no loyalty in football, regardless what anybody says. But I, I but I don't. It, relevant. It, like the reason I am talking about you, right? This the the Salah stuff because I mean, if I was Liverpool, I would sell him because two hundred million compared to what they might get the end yeah, of the season. They're still going to get a little bit, maybe. Last week, but, like if you were going to sell him, you needed to sell him last week. Hmm. I was trying to think of like a replacement. I mean, there's the guy at Napoli, um, not Oshiman, the uh, the winger. I can't pronounce his name. Come on, you know who I mean. Ginzer no, Kid. Georgian Kid. That's him. I can't pronounce his name. No, this no, is why no. we do this. This is how this podcast starts. I think of the person, describe them really terribly, and then you just go, oh, such and such. I'm like, that's I'll, him. I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll try and pronounce his name. I, I tend to get a most right, don't I, sir? <laughs> go on. I'm just finding his name so I can read it. That's the only person who sprung to mind because he's like, he had like an electric season last season. But uh, I think Kavatschelia. That's him. Kavatschelia, even. Kavicha Kavatschelia. Is that is which that one we're going with? I, I guess that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? He's from Georgia, right? Well, yeah, but like that was the only person I could think remotely close to Salah, just based off of how he performed last season. But I digress. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't understand why the, the Premier League won't just say, well, your transfer window is the 31st or the 30th, whatever it landed on, and in or out. That stops everything. But for some reason, the transfer window is just incoming. But- yeah, I think that's odd as well. Also, I think it's odd that it doesn't end before the season starts. Mm. I don't... I don't know. I just think it's mad. I think, like, if you look at... So, case in point, Sunderland Southampton, opposite ends of the spectrum here, but we, we played on Saturday. We beat them 5-0. Which was... Just mad. for any of those. Who, <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. I fancied us for a win because I wanted to do a, a separate segment on this podcast today to mention Russell Martin and how much of a knobhead he is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... Like Southampton, like if you look at our perspective, Southampton had a lot of outgoings, but they needed a lot of incomings as well. So yeah. they've had to work a lot in the window, whereas Sunderland weren't really in that position. We were more just trying to hold on to our players, and then for some reason, teams left it to like twenty four hours before deadline to start going right. We'll sign them, and it wasn't even just teams from our league. Like Stuttgart, one of a one of one of our uh, midfielders, um, Norwich wanted. Well, I say Norwich. We wanted shot, and we made public that we were open to transfers for Danny Bart as well. And then, yeah, Norwich left it at the last minute to sign him for some reason. And then the stuff about Ross Stewart, like we always knew, like in the back of our minds, Ross Stewart was going because he wasn't signing a new deal. And then Southampton left it at like the last day. They were already in for him at the start of the season, and then just went away. And then they come back, and then they offered stupid money for Patrick Roberts, what like three million. And it's like, oh, wait, like, just stop pissing about. Like, what's the... Yeah. But I know, I know, like, behind the scenes deadline day must be a nightmare. But if you look at it from Sunderland's perspective, we had a team sheet ready on Friday night, ready for the game on Saturday. And in between that, it's, well, sorry, on Thursday, you had a team sheet because it finished on the Friday, didn't it? And then it must be so difficult for a manager because he's like, well, I'm going to go with... Say if he was fit, Ross Stewart up front, and then Southampton say, right, we'll give you ten million, and we we've definitely got a good deal on that because he's yeah, had yeah. two really bad injuries, a 
terrible Achilles injury. He still he hasn't played a game in about a year. Hasn't kicked a ball in about a year. And Southampton's offered us ten million. He's in his last year of his contract. I just it was bizarre to me. It was bizarre. I think they're taking a risk because they've got shit ton of money. And just thought if we sign him for ten million, he's a crock. Then we've still got Che Adams. We've still got Armstrong. It's not that big of a deal. But like the where I say the two opposite ends of the spectrum, we're trying to hold on to players. They're trying to bring people in, and it's like it's just I just all like we we've played what four or five games already. Is it five? Five games a season. Five, yeah. It shouldn't be allowed. You should be right. You're here in the summer, which should like at the end of pre-season. There shouldn't be anything. And that's it. Week one of the season, that's your team until January. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree it just with doesn't, that. It, it doesn't make sense to us. No, I agree There must be that. some reason they did it. I don't, I don't know why, but... I think it's just over time, like, different leagues have had trans- different transfer deadline days. They've tried to align them. I think more of the UEFA nations have started to align them with one another, haven't they? Um, mm-hmm. Tried to, anyway. But then some are slightly different to others and like there's loan windows as well so I think you can still uh, play players can't you at this point um, until maybe what end of September is it or something like that like um, a loan I can understand and I could maybe and put a case to like under- emergency loan yeah. goalkeepers are all year aren't they so yeah I get that like I can understand maybe a loan being not so bad because like then you can talk like there's, there's you could potentially have a like a return clause in there as well, whatever. But when you're talking like permanent sales or transfers, and it, like it must unsettle players, like it must be bad for them as well, because it's not just a case of like, oh, I want more money going to a different level. Like, can you imagine like on a Thursday when you're doing work on a Friday, potentially being told, by the way, your new job's at the other end of the country? Yeah, we're in a different country. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Completely different country. It's mad, isn't it? It's just, yeah. But I think overall, Sunderland's done really well. I, I, like, and I don't really keep track of everybody's transfers. I still think Birmingham, out of the EFL, they've had the best transfer window. They've just recruited so well. And I they, think they snuck in. A, they signed Oli Burke on deadline day, which I think is a strange signing. Hmm. Don't think I really needed him, but and I, he's a strange player. I think he's had like one good season abroad and then really didn't really, when he came back with Sheffield United, didn't really do a lot. He's a bit of an overrated player in my eyes, but it's yeah, just my opinion. I'm just going to see Birmingham signings, just so I can have a look. I think they've made about seven or eight this season. Obviously, new owners, and they're, they're giving it yeah. a goal this season. That Ambitious, looks... aren't they? Like, mm. they get they've signed, the signed Sanderson, uh, Bellic, um, oh, what's it, yeah, Dembele, um, Ollie Burke now. The sign that was Ollie Burke on loan, is he? Oh, is it loan? Sorry, yeah, from Werder Bremen. Uh, just strange. No, he's not really been playing at all, is not But I'm happy with the business Sunderland's done this season. But my word, like, one one thing I would like to say is we've we, we've got now the second youngest scorer in the championship since Jude Bellingham, and it's not his brother, it's a, a local lad. I think he's from Newcastle, actually, but he's called Chris Rigg. He scored, he's 16, scored the fifth uh, on Saturday after our other youngster, I mean, not all youngsters, after Jewison really? Burnett done three Maradona turns 
whipped a cross in and he was at the back back post and headed it in. The guy's like five foot. <laughs> he would have headed it at the back post. I mean, five nil. To be fair, five nil win against Southampton is class in it. To be honest, would it's, you? Have, it is good. If, you, if you, you wouldn't have said that at the start of the game, would you? Oh, you're gonna you're playing Southampton this weekend. You're gonna win five nil. Aye, five nil. But you. I fancied us for the win, and what, I was saying this to to me mate, to my brother, um, in the pub. Since I didn't go to Blink, I, we ended up in the pub to watch the game. And I said, I said uh, uh, then about Russell Martin. I say he's a knob. I think he's just he, he's a bit of a dick. He's I think he proper loves himself. One I seen a tweet um, from one of my mates, um, and he said if he was chocolate, he would eat himself, and he would. Just because I think he, he proper, you can tell he proper loves himself. And I think he's one of the most overrated managers in the EFL at the minute. He's been bailed out by, um, where was he before? He was at Swansea. Yeah. People say, oh, he didn't get backed. And the style of football he tries to play, you can see what he's tried to do, but he hasn't got the players. And he said the same when he was at MK Dons. He gets them teams overperforming because he wouldn't expect a lot from them. And then he goes to Southampton. He's got no excuses, and I think this is career-defining for him. I do but the feel... week, the... Sorry, yeah, but I do feel uh, like Russell Martin is falling upwards. He's, he's one of... He's uh, one of like that's, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at his stats, just to give you some context, like everyone context. So his win percentage mm-hmm. at MK Dons was 37.5. He fell but then it's MK Swansea, right? Mm-hmm. His win percentage was 36.3, with a minus four goal difference overall in 99 games. So he conceded so a point. lot of goals. And then he's so this... Southampton, negative goal difference. Mm-hmm. Not lost two games out of six already. And in, in fairness, in fairness, it's very early days. It, there's a lot of turnover at Southampton, but this is what I mean about him. He's got this bit of a reputation like he's like this possession-based, attractive football, which he, it, it is. They keep like every team he goes at has that same kind of um, what's it like DNA, if you like, um, in his teams. But mm. he's so overrated, like massively overrated. They'll create chances, but they're so vulnerable at the back, which from a defender, you'd think that that would be one of the key things that you would do. But it's South, it's, it's Southampton. Whilst he's manager, he, he will not get them promoted. I guarantee it. I'd nail my thing to the cross to say feel, he is not the man to get them promoted. Yeah, I, I feel like he's one of those managers who puts a lot of emphasis in, like you said, possession, controlling mm-hmm. the game. But even when Southampton played us, like they controlled the game, but that could have been one all. <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely. Because we, yeah, they controlled the game, but did nothing with it. And I think mm-hmm. maybe he's just got no, there's no clinical edge in his managerial tactics. Like he's, he controls the game and they play nice passing rhythm-based football in the but first two-thirds of the pitch and then in the final third mm-hmm. they do nothing with it. Like, that's what I see. Yeah, the... That's from when I watched them that's, or watched any of his teams but, play. But that, that's Russell Martin's teams. Yeah. Like, they're good to watch. They keep the ball and, and they might score a good goal every now and then. But at Swansea, he had one of the league's top goal scorers create all these chances in the finished mid-table. And yeah. all of his teams do the same thing. Good first third of the season, tail off, tail off. 
and the same thing's going to happen with Southampton. And the problem he's got now is, is that he's got no excuses apart from if, until January, because it'll be a case of the team's in transition because the in, in the half they've lost the squad of players, but that squad of players got them relegated, and he signed. He spent a hell of a lot of money on proven championship players. And I suppose there's a caveat to that with Ross Stewart because he's, if he comes back fit and he can play, Southampton will start scoring goals. There's no question. But I just this hype around Russell Martin. If if with because he's English and he's got nice hair and he wears, he doesn't wear trackies. I think he gets a little bit of like like fair fairer treatment because if you look at Tony Mowbray, right, and I was guilty of this when we appointed him. I was like, it's a bit uninspiring. But he, I would say, we've played the best football I've ever seen, and that includes the Peter Reid era in the Premiership. Even with Gus, I mean, we didn't do a lot with Gustavo Poirier, but like we played decent, attractive-looking football, kind of like what Russell Russell Martin does. But I would say Tony Mowbray, if he was a young Spanish manager, Sky Sports wouldn't stop talking about him, about the job he did last season and the way we're playing now. But it's because he's Tony Mowbray, 50-plus from... Side, yeah, that's the thing. I think it's really, it's really strange how. So there's a stat here in that, as I talked about, Southampton played Sheffield Wednesday first game of the season. Southampton made 477 Uh successful first half passes, which was a divisional record. But I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, they only scored one goal, and they Mm. in the first half, like, yeah, they dominated us, but they didn't really threaten. Like it was a, it's a confusing like sort of, it's control the ball at all costs, but then you don't win a game purely on possession, do you? And this is why no. it seems like you see like old school. If we're going back nineties, Wimbledon were relatively successful, or you see teams like maybe Bolton back in the two thousands were relatively successful, or even like Wickham. If you want to go like League One sort of level, they don't control possession; they're just effective. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can control the possession all you like, but if you do nothing with it, then it's a waste of time. Aye. I agree. I fully agree. T- totally agree. And we proved that they could be got at. So I think it'll be interesting to see what they do when they come back from the internationals. It'd be interesting to see that the stats from your game, like how Southampton... It was like, a spell in the game where we had like 20% possession, but yeah, they didn't do anything. Yeah, again, it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Then? Which is, yeah, it sort of nullifies his own team in that sense because they get just lethargic on just passing it sideways that they don't mm. end up being creative. But I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll beat teams and they'll look great doing it, but I just think he's... I don't know, just the way he goes on. I remember him from last season. This isn't just because Southampton have signed one of our players. It's not that. It's like last season, Luke Nine got sent off when we were playing Swansea. Yeah. And like as he was walking off, he was he was like purposely made his way towards Luke Nine while he was in the technical areas. He was walking off and said, like, that's an effing disgrace, that Luke. And you look back and it wasn't. And it's yeah. just like, he's just moaning. Like, I just don't like him. Don't I wouldn't like to play for him as well because I think he's just one of those managers where... I don't know, egotistical, but hey, he's got a career. Who am I to who am I to judge? But yeah, I just wanted to give him a special mention to say I hope he enjoyed his journey home. 
<laughs> There's a few interesting results but, uh, we can touch on in the championship yeah. this week. Can I touch on two? Yeah, go for can it. Can I touch on two? Ipswich. So they were getting beat 2 0 at one point. Mm-hmm. He came back and won 3 2, and I, they just look unstoppable at the minute. They do, yeah. Like, Alex Alex Neal said it after the Ipswich beat Stoke and just said, I think we're looking at the league champions. Yeah. And I think. I just. I mean, it's a lot. It's a long season. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to say it and not get carried away. But if you're, if you're an Ipswich fan, dare to dream. They're taking their form into, from last year straight into this league, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're playing Cardiff, and you'd think on the on paper you'd expect them just based off form, to beat them. But to be two 0 down and then come back three two, it doesn't matter what league you're in. That's class. And you look at Cardiff and you think you were two 0 up or like. That game was then built for them because like Cardiff were just like industrial, big, solid. And, but I, does it just mean that Ipswich are that good? Probably. I mean, yeah. one of the goals was really fortunate. Labrador didn't really know much about it; they just bounced in off him. But Broadhead scored an absolute screamer. And I, I wish we'd signed him, but he's obviously made the right decision for him because he's playing games and he's at Ipswich. So fair yeah, play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, and then your your result, I did not expect. Used to get a draw at Ellen Road, like I think our nil nil as well. Our new goalkeeper, I I watched a couple of the highlights, and Devis Vasquez had a really good game. So our new Colombian goalkeeper, yeah, he made <laughs> I mean, it was saves, but yeah, I, I would, I'm perfectly fine drawing nil nil away to Leeds. Like they haven't started particularly well, but I'll take that as a point, first point. Hopefully, that'll build confidence from that. I think any team's taking points away from Ellen Road this season will be good because they're they're like a team where you don't know what's going to turn up at the minute, so they yeah. could have ra- like ran you over or you could have got three. Like who knows? But exactly. I still think it's a massive, massive get you get you off off the mark, doesn't it? Really, there's yeah, your first the point something to build on. And that's the team I was going to touch on as well. The team that are bottom, not us. Mm. Um, Borough losing two Struggling. at home. To QPR, do you think Carrick may be the first manager to go in the championship? I mean, because they're massively underperforming from what they did last year. I know it's only five, but like they to lose two nil at home to QPR, who were favourites to finish what bottom three. Yeah, I mean that's not ideal, is it? Yeah, I think, I think, coming after the international break, where they could potentially readdress and regroup, and take it as a bit of a like line in the sand, and say, look, we've had a like terrible start. We're bottom of the league. Like we need to sort it out. Because who have they got after the international break? Um, I'm just having a look at, now. Away at Blackburn, uh, away at us, and then home to Southampton. It's a tough run, like. Because Blackburn obviously got beat at the weekend. They got hammered off Plymouth 3 yeah. 0, which was. Um, I didn't see that coming either, but I think Plymouth might go under the radar a little bit this season because of yeah. how good Ipswich have been doing. But then you look at it and go, going to Ewood Park, that's that's a tricky trip. Obviously, Hillsborough's. You, for, and I know that I've backed you for relegation, but I, I don't think it's like easy place to play, especially. No, we're not. We're not getting thrashed, really, are we? Like, Let's put it this way. No, they'll know they're in a game to say the least, and then if they don't pick up any points 
against you or Blackburn going to Southampton game, I think Carrick might not be in the dugout. Yeah, I'm thinking... but then again, I just think it's difficult because I know they've signed some players, but you, they've lost what forty goals out of their team with Archer and Akpom going, and then yeah. Giles, who was providing them, if he's assist, you talk maybe like what how many goals? You could be looking at forty goals, like with yeah, assists then, included. Then you have to think they knew they'd lose, so they know those players were had gone. He had time to replace them. Has he replaced them adequately? Hmm. Well. Evidently not at the minute. Yeah, but you'd, I don't know. There was a good. There was, <laughs> these transitions. Yeah, I mean, these sort of make and break managers, don't they? If he can come out of it well after having a shaky start, then fair play to him. That shows that he's actually decent manager in that sense. I mean, I had again, like I know our um, predictions were prior to oh, the transfers and stuff, yeah. like like. I had Burra pushing. Yeah, so did I. Top three. Ah, but, but then the only other result I wanted to mention, because I haven't followed to see what, what the latest is, is with South End. So they won again. Yeah. Um, to beat Kidderminster Harriers 2 1. I didn't see any of the game, but it's another, another win for them. So they're now two points bottom of the league, but obviously they've won four games out of seven. Yeah. What's the latest on. Um, on, like, the, the extension? The, I think they're... So, if we... They had a... Last time we'd spoke, they had a bit of a self... A bit of an extension, didn't they, from their winding-up order? Mm-hmm. Have a look now. It's, it's just... How long they got left, because... Yeah, it's it's getting... It's getting bleak for them, isn't it? Let's put it this way, because at the end of the day, the National League are quite... Brutal ruthless. teams and quite ruthless. Like they could just say tomorrow, "Well, if this is still dragging on, we're just going to kick you out." Mm. But I think it's just the same as we said last week. Is what was it, forty-two day extension? We'll see what happens and see what happens. But There's just... one thing I want to touch on as well. Like I don't know if you, mm-hmm. um, it's me, it's League North side East Thurrock United, um. Started the season, no money issues. Uh, they sadly just got wound up by their owner because he didn't want to play with them anymore, and they are no longer a club. <laughs> How's that? So yeah, feel for all these direct fans. To be fair, like the fact that I think their owner wanted to use. I think I don't know how much this is true, but I think their owner wanted to use um, the ground. As development opportunities for um, to sell it and for houses on it and things like this, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just been closed completely, liquidised. Owner didn't want to didn't want to do it anymore, and that's that's the thing we were talking about owners and like like they're just some of them are in it for like especially uh, clubs like this that are lower down in the non-league. If you own your own ground and it's sort of prime real estate, and you get a property developer come in as your owner you, you <laughs> probably a hundred percent think they're gonna close this club off whip its assets out sell the ground for housing and not give a shit i feel That's like mad like but yeah i feel for all these thoric fans because they went from having a club like no inkling no debt like they were self-sustainable like 
no inkling that this was ever coming, and then all of a sudden the owner goes, nah, liquidating the whole thing. <laughs> and nothing. I wonder what happens to no, like all them players then, because that'll be like what a, a source of income, albeit small, but like. Yeah, I mean they'll find other clubs when they like. I think a lot of clubs will reach out to all the players and try and take them on. Like you think clubs at that what level happens in that... a high turnover in there, so they they'll find somewhere to go. So in in terms of the chain, then what happens now? Will it just the the league below have an extra promotion place? I'm not sure like... how it will work out. So usually at that level, it's like the FA does allocations, like for because that is step. So it's below the football, it's four leagues below the football league they were at. So three below the national league. Two below the national how that, league. Like, how that impacts the season. But yeah, it's, then it, that the will impact other clubs as well. Team. Yeah, the league mm. runs with one less team. The realistic thing you would say about it is that if they've just gone, then... Potentially, there'd be one less relegation place. Relegation maybe. spot. Yeah, that would make sense. But it, it all depends at the end of the season, like whether they want to promote an extra team or relegate or reprieve an extra team so one less team gets relegated. But yeah, that would be all. But it's, it's a sad sad thing to hear, though, isn't it? When a team just like, for that just... long, they've been around for a very long time. And then they just fold out of nothing because the owners had enough. I mean, yeah. Do you mean? Well, we always like to bring the light-hearted news on air. Oh, yeah. Football just bloody to... hell, don't we? Hopefully they get another team. All the fans, I think, are trying to get another team up and running. So that'd be quite nice if they managed to do that. It probably won't be at the ground that they're currently at because the owners loads that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if they get another team up and running so they can support someone, I think... Uh, one of the things I saw is Grey's Athletic are offering season ticket holders of East Thurrock like free entry for the rest of the season. Oh, that's cool. So one of the local teams is saying, "Come and watch us instead," which they're not going to become Grey's yeah. fans. I wouldn't have thought, but like you know, like, well they've got to support someone now, haven't they? But yeah, mad though. It's just bad. Though. Like it just be one day there, and next minute it's gone. Yeah, exactly. It's madness. <laughs> well. On that bombshell, let's go for a quick short break, Matt. Quick short break. Yes, indeed, lad. (laughs) Football, bloody hell. Yeah, and we'll be back in a sec. Welcome back. After that, what, Matt? What did we just take? A quick short break. (laughs) Quick short break. And now we're back, and uh, it's time for... We need we need a little. I think we need a little jingle. Should we do it live now? Oh, a jingle! We need a nice little jingle. We need a jingle because it's it's, it's a, um something catchy, something light, something to get everybody's ears perked. Just testing a few like off. Here we go. Live. This is live. So this is this is the professionalism we have. We, we're letting you listen, and then if anybody dislikes the jingle we use we can change it the week after but this is to introduce our permanent fixture which is our fantasy league fan tracks oh we need we need it needs have you not got something huh pull it out the bag matt how are you all right i'm gonna pull something out of the bag here 
I'll do a little quick jingle thing. Huh? <laughs> fan tracks. Our <laughs> fantasy league. So, we explained to a, a couple of weeks ago from people. It's it's not like your usual fantasy football. I think Gary's finally got the hang of this now, and he's really enjoying it. And he's like, it's not your usual Premier League fantasy football where you're going to be bored after about a week. Like it's it's, it's not proper football management. Proper football. It is football management because um, a certain certain team this week uh, tried to put a bid in for one of my players, certain Pascal Gross, I believe, and then I got it a, is. I got a nasty message from their chairman. <laughs> what is, accepted what it. is? Can, do you want? Can you can you read it out verbatim what that chairman said? Yeah. So this basically this this was a trade deal, weren't it? That you offered uh, this certain mm-hmm. chairman, not you. Yeah. Well, it might have been you. Yeah, it was you. Um, this certain chairman offered a trade deal. Can you remember what the player was for, Gary? Yes. Who was it was player? Bruno Gimieres, or however Gamares. you want to say it. Yeah. So, deal came in for that. I rejected for Pascal Gross. So, it, bear in mind, Pascal Gross plays every game for Brighton. He plays as he's quite sought after because he can play in defence, midfield, or forward. <laughs> and he's probably the only player that can do that. In our like sort of league, and he's on my team. And the, uh, the message that came in as soon as I rejected it was, uh, "Greedy bastard, just accept the transfer." Gross wants away from you, mate. I'm pushing top of the league. Don't imprison him at your deadbeat club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's ever going to be accepted now. Yeah, yeah, I get your top of the league, but oh. you've got no pulling power. Well, You've only your team's only been around for it's your first season, you're brand new. Sally backed established teams like Erexi Arcos. <laughs> <laughs> he wants away, he wants a fresh challenge, man. He doesn't want to be stuck at your deadly club winning nothing. And what uh, what what will happen as well? What will happen, Matt, is now this has now been established that you're not willing to let him go. At the same time, next season, like, let's put it this way. Is, if he's still there. Well, well, he's be 32, then he's over the hill for me. But uh, what I hope you do realise is that that same text message or one similar to that text message will be sent every Sunday until Pascal Gross is my player. <laughs> so, so I fully expect them to get rejected, but I fully expect you to receive some abuse every Sunday for every week that you do not accept that, tra- that, gets, that trade. If he gets injured for six months, you're welcome to him. <laughs> No, then I come in for Solly Marsh. I ain't got Solly Marsh. I don't know who... Do you know who has Solly Marsh? I don't know, but they'll be getting some abuse shortly as well. <laughs> I'm going to start throwing my weight around. Fun, though. Did you did you manage to get your um, waiver transfers yeah. through in the end? Yeah, they've bounced through, which is nice. I've managed to ship some players out and um, brought Conor Gallagher in because he's just been playing games. And then, yeah, the stinker against... Um, Forest, which was nice, and got Saar now, so that's good. But as 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 we heard, I am top of the league. Mm. I'm making light work. I'm making light. I'm making light work out of this. So three wins out of four. Mm-hmm. So three wins, one loss. And we had our first, first forced our first draw this week. 
Nine all. Yeah. <laughs> Score draw. <laughs> the draws are fantastic. So like there's there's eighteen categories and basically it's split between everyone. Um you win a category, you know, and if you draw a category you get half a point each, I think it is. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um yeah, so I won this week, I think it was ten point five to six point five or something like that. I think it was. Or seven point five. And then um yeah, it's a nine all draw. So our first draw. They don't happen that often, but yeah. It's quite interesting. I think you're top of the league. Uh, you, beat, you beat fellow newcomer this weekend, didn't you? And yeah, destroyed. Two game three game winning streak or two game winning streak. No. What did I what did I destroy? Matt <laughs> Uh you destroyed a team called Alex Scott Sweetmuff. <laughs> So I destroyed Alex Scott Sweetmuff. <laughs> and who have you got this weekend? Uh, I don't team, know. I haven't checked. You've got Team Judgy this weekend who are la- no second bottom. Uh, one lo- one win, three losses. I think you've you've actually got. Oh no, you no. You, sorry, that's not you. You're playing Team Chizzer. You're playing bottom of the league. One draw, three losses. So they haven't won a game yet. Confident. Flying. Oh, the boys keep performing week in, week out. What can I say? Made some shrewd, shrewd um, transfers on deadline day. Should we do just, a, bit of, uh, a bit of scouting? See um, see what Chizzer's team is. Like, um, yeah, let's so just read a bit out and then see. So he's got Edison in goal. He's got a Kanji. Uh, Varane he needs to take out. Kyle Walker in the back, at the back. Midfield, Eriksson, Grealish, Kulisevsky, and Scott Twine. And then up front, he's got Jesus Mitrovic, who no longer plays in the league, and and Son. He's actually got quite a good team for some of bottom of the league. I know. Yeah, he's bottom of the league. Uh, yeah. But it's That's not all mad. about names, is it? So, you know. It's not. It's about performers. It's those Mason Mance of the world. It's those Dan Neils of the world who do the dirty work. Exactly. They get you the points. Who have you got this week? I'm playing the Fiddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quietly... I don't know. Am I quietly confident this weekend? Yeah, I should, I should be, considering like who my players are playing. So I've got a lot of Brighton, Chelsea and Liverpool players. So we're looking at Brighton are playing Man United, Liverpool playing mm. Wolves, and Chelsea are playing Bournemouth. So I should I be quite going on there. Yeah. Oh, and I've got James Madison well, as well, who's been performing pretty well for Spurs. Uh, I know. I've seen him in your team. He might be another one I start to abuse you. <laughs> what about Matoma? Const- you can abuse me for that as well. <laughs> I thought about Matoma like I wanted him, but then this, this is the problem with not being there physically in the draft, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, that's true. Well, I, I thought was, I got you was the other side of the world. Really did get you a decent team because you are top of the league. So maybe I should have like bid on some of the players that I bid for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I know. Well, te- it's a it's a technical win for you, isn't it? Really, if I win it. Oh yeah, of course. Because I pick your team. Wow. <laughs> I say I picked well, your initial team for game week one, and then <laughs> and then the uh-huh. changed it significantly since. You've you've verbally secured the players for us, but before, but 
before we finish the podcast, Matt, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that we planned this and circle back to something we said at the start of the podcast about Chris Rigg, who is 16 years old, two months and 15 days years young, I should say. Oh, and he scored the fifth of the five nil win over Southampton. Can you name me some of the youngest championship goal scorers? Oh, fucking hell. So one of them I already mentioned, so Chris it shows Rick, if you were listening. Good. Yeah, Chris Rick, one. I'm trying to think, championship the, goal scorers who were young when they when they were in that the, the second youngest I mentioned, which was, yeah, I'll give you, is yeah, Joe Bellingham. Joe Bellingham. Is Jude Bellingham mm-hmm. on there then as well? Uh, no, he's, he, he, he's not. Because he he's not in the top when he was, what seventeen was he? Or he's not shown up actually. I would have thought he should be on there. Oh, there's a, there we go, Len. That's that's dodgy. Like, what list are you looking at? <laughs> oh no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I'm saying Jude. I keep saying Jude. It's Job. It was Job who scored because he was uh he scored against Rotherham. Yeah. Hmm. Any clues? I'm thinking how far uh, we can go. No, that's, that's the thing. It's probably all time, isn't it? One is at Leeds, currently. All right. He's a winger. Winger at Leeds. Mm-hmm. He wanted a way this season. Okay. Let me have to think about that one. There. Here we go. I've got it now. I've got the full list. Don't worry. He's not been added. Um, so we've t- we've talked Jude as well because he was one of the youngest. Um, he plays for Tottenham now. Uh, he was when he scored. He was at Fulham. Left back. Oh fuck. Sessignon. That's not his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, the next two both played for Ipswich. Um, he was dead. God, he was born in 1993. Christ. Uh, I think he's retired now. He scored whilst he was at Ipswich. He played for Sunderland. And last team he played for, I think, was MK Dons. English striker. Oh, I think I know. I think I know you mean. It's not racking my brain. Like it's the pressure, isn't it? <laughs> it's the pressure. If I asked you this off off camera, he played for. So I'll give you some of the teams that he's played for. Uh, sorry, he's currently a free agent. The last team he played for was Cardiff, but he's he. Started he started his career at Ipswich, came to Sunderland. He's played for Hughes. Yeah, I know he has. Played for <laughs> Leeds. I know who it is. It's just trying to get it off my. It's <laughs> trying to get it out of my. Out of my brain. Do you, want, do you want us to get um? Do you want us to give you a letter? Yeah, go on. Surname begins with a W. Yeah, I knew it did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christ Almighty, Matt. 
Do you give in? No. <laughs> give me just... some other ones while I think about that one. Um, <laughs> he looks like a, well, he start, He scored the goal for Charlton when he was 17. Another English player. Um, scored the goal for Charlton and his career teams are, he's a midfielder. Charlton, um, Newcastle, um, who else? Where's he at? Where's he at? Swansea and Forest, most recently. I got the other one, by the way. Connor Wickham. That's the one. He's currently at Forest, but I think he's been bombed out. Someone recently signed for them. He's been bombed out? Yeah. Who's a young goal I can, give you, I can yeah. give you a clue. Yeah, go on. Give then. you a clue. He looks like a Harry Potter villain. He looks like a Harry Potter villain. Voldemort. Oh. <laughs> oh. John Joe Shelby. Yeah, Tim. Um, and this isn't in any order. I'm just picking the ones that are the easiest one. Uh, another one. So John Joe Shelby was 17 when he scored that goal. Um the other one I will give you is every time he scored, he, he he started at Cardiff, scored when he was seventeen, and every time he scored a goal for a period of time, somebody died. Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one, um, also seventeen when he scored, he's had a mad career. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go through the teams that he scored. We'll end on this guy because. He had a mad career. Um, I think it looks like he's still playing, actually. Christ. Um, so, he this person scored for... Where is he? He scored for Crystal Palace when he was 17. and 17 years and 91 days old. Started at Crystal Palace. Went to Wigan. Played for Chelsea. Liverpool. Then Stoke. West Ham. Fernabache, Inter Milan, Spartak Moscow, where he still resides. Seriously? <laughs> it's mad. That is a mad career. Like. So he went from Palace to Wigan. Yeah, Chelsea, me. where he's played the most games. At Chelsea, okay. Uh-huh. Then he went on loan to Liverpool. Oh, then he went on loan to St- Victor Moses. Yeah. <laughs> what a mad career. What career? When did he go to Inter Milan? <laughs> it was... That's the one that threw me a little bit. I, was like, I don't even remember 20... Victor Moses playing for Inter Milan. He went He went to Inter Milan 2020 with um, Conte. Because oh. that's where he played his best football with Ch- Conte when he was at Chelsea and he took up Inter Milan. I'm just, How mad I'm just is that? Google him now. It's a mad career, isn't it? All right, okay. Chelsea, when Chelsea signed him, he he played quite a few games in his last season at Chelsea, if I remember rightly. And Mm -hmm. then, but between there, he was just loaned every season, other than that, weren't he? Oh, I changed managers and stuff, didn't I? Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, just looking at his career, but I knew. But yeah, so up until. Jude Bellingham. I'm just gonna go back and check something because yeah, did uh, 
Gareth Bale must be on there because didn't he start his career when he was at Southampton in the Championship? He did, but he wasn't very good, was he? Like at first, it was then Harry Redknapp took on and then pushed him left left mid. Yeah, and then he started playing well for 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 uh, Tottenham. So but the... Theo Walcott as well. I think he started his career in the Championship with Southampton, didn't he? Uh, look, like, look at the goals. It's like Bellingham, Sassignon, Wickham, Dozzle, uh, Shelby, Bennett, um, Sean, Scannell, Victor Moses, and then Aaron Ramsey. It's like the top 10. Oh. And then Chris Riggs now in that as well. Mad. Yeah. So there you go. And Joe Bellingham's further down now because he scored his goal when he was 17 in 330 days. That must be his birthday. So. Oh, it was just his birthday. Gone. 19th of August, is it? That's amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. This is that high up that list. Uh, his birthday is 23rd of September, sorry. God, 2005, he was born. It's amazing. That makes me feel sick. <laughs> I know I'm older than him. I'm o- We're older than him. Mm. It's, it's depressing when seeing some of these names on this list and you see the date of birth, like 2002. <laughs> date of birth, 2000. 2005. Half these people. <laughs> it's grim. Since the last time I showed you. Jack Clark. <laughs> Jack Clark, born in 2004. I was in sk- getting ready to leave senior school, man. And now he's spanking them in from the top corner. I love it. And on that depressing bombshell, mate. <laughs> let's call it. Let's call it a day. I yeah. think we, we keep upset. Like we keep our fan base. Like the people who keep listening to us, our fan base. If I dare, they call us that. I call them that. Where, where, where are the demographic? Where, where ancient compared to some of these? Two thousand. I didn't even realize people were born in two thousand five. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all births stopped up two thousand five, according I, to Gary. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the children of men in my yeah, eyes. Children of men. <laughs> children of men. Two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> my God, my word. Well, mate, it's been well, an absolute pleasure as always. <laughs> yeah it's a simulation it's a matrix <laughs> just firing people out but um, on that note mate thank you for spending the past hour with me um, and thank you to anybody who's been listening to us and we'll catch you again next week you will do take care everyone and catch you again next week ta-ra ta-ra